0: to the mom manual motherhood doesn't come with instructions but it should we are on a mission to highlight ordinary moms doing extraordinary things to build the ultimate mom manual every week i have the distinct honor of speaking with women about the lessons they've learned and the inspiration that got them to where they are today join us for a conversation that will spark creativity provide actionable tips and celebrate the ordinary and extraordinary moments of motherhood the mom manual starts now everyone. Tara Williams with the Mom Manual here today with another very special guest. Carly Myers joins us as a mom of two and the CEO of Girls Building Empires. Carly, welcome to the podcast. Ah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I am thrilled. This is definitely a different type of podcast than our normal Um, how to change a diaper, how to insert a car seat, really the mom, mom things. But I think this is such a special one for anyone who has a side hustle or a thought of a business on their mind. So Carly, can you tell us a little bit of your background? Because it is super interesting going back to your dancing days and how you became the CEO of Girls Building Empires.
1: Yeah, of course. So yeah, I've had a little. Uh, it's a, it's been a crazy journey. There's been I feel like I've lived like three lifetimes. I started out as a professional dancer. That was always going to be my dream. I never really thought any anywhere past that. I kind of thought that I'd be 60 and dancing. I didn't really think that one through. Um, and then I was actually at the height of my dance career. So I was in musicals in London's West End, which is like Broadway on um, in in America. And uh, I went to an audition, got injured. And it instantly ended my dance career, which sounds like an awful time. And if someone had have told me that beforehand, I would have thought that would be devastating. Wow. But as these things always pan out, it pivoted me into the most incredible time of my life and definitely where I was meant to be. But the main thing that I kind of learned from that time was that, wow, when you have a job or your way of earning an income is based on trading time for money, or in my case, having to physically be able to dance in order to make money, I realized how vulnerable I'd left myself. Mm. And that time there where I wasn't able to work, I couldn't do anything, that was what really got me, so interested in passive income and leveraging my time and being smarter with my time and not trading my time for money so i started my first business um about 10 years ago in social marketing i absolutely loved it i still do love it today and then when the pandemic hit i was my son was 3 months old my partner had just opened up a hair salon literally 10 days before i gave birth the worst timing ever wow. um and i know and then he um he closed down obviously his his salon had to close for the pandemic ah, for 7 months yeah. so i was on what would effectively be maternity leave right. supporting my family and although i had my i'd built a six figure income already and that was great i just thought i don't want to rely on one income stream like that was when I really got passionate about creating multiple income streams. So I started off, um, I started on the coaching business, got into the world of online education and coaching and teaching what I what I do now. And then very recently I became the CEO of Girls Building Empires, which is just so exciting. And honestly, anyone who knows me will know that if you cut me in half, it is all about like empowering women to take ownership of their life. So to be CEO of this incredible community of female entrepreneurs is honestly just the most amazing thing for me. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. I'm, I'm pretty all about the female empowerment.
0: <laughs> that, no, that's amazing. And for anyone who is listening, can you just describe a little further what passive income means and not trading time for money? Because these are terms that I hear thrown around a lot, but I don't know if people necessarily know exactly what they mean.
1: Yeah, totally. So trading time for money is basically like when you're, if you have a job and you work eight hours a day, 40 hours a week, and you get a certain amount per hour that you trade your time, that is all well and good, as long as you're getting paid a lot of money per hour, because how I found myself many, many times when I was working three jobs, and I was waitressing and promo and doing all of this stuff, I would still find myself running out of money at the end of the month I'd have three pounds 71 to last me for the last week and I was thinking I cannot physically work any more hours like there are no- I cannot call my restaurant and say can you open up at 4 a.m so I can serve no one or, I couldn't dance in a show at 3 a.m yeah. and and I realized that I just I was so confused about the concept of like how was I meant to make more money there is no more hours in the day. Right. And then when I realized that you can create passive income streams, which means that you do the work once, but you get paid for it over and over and over again, that blew my mind because I was like, okay, that is not reliant on my time. Right. That means that when I have my kids, I can be with my kids and not worrying about earning money because. I've done something before so a perfect example of this is during the pandemic i created an online course i created an online course teaching people how to become a coach it's a skill that i had it's something that i was good at and i decided to teach other people i turned it into an online course And it took lots of work to set up passive income. There's a myth about passive income that you just literally wake up in the morning and there's dollar bills flying at you. It does take a lot of work in the beginning, but I set up this online course. I put it all together. I put it out there. And then six months later, um, my son was really ill. I'd been in and out of hospital with him for like seven months. We were just really, really struggling um, with his breathing. And I couldn't work in the same way that I was normally working, you know, most of my time was at the hospital with him and my kids took my priority. I had my second child by that point as well. Wow. And I remember being in the hospital and this was actually with my daughter. She was really ill. She'd gone to sleep. We were both exhausted. I got my laptop out in the hospital room and I was like, right, I really better sit down and And do some work and get some stuff done because I haven't had any time to do it and then just as I sat down and opened my laptop I got an email saying congratulations there's a new student in your course and $800 had come into my PayPal and that moment was like the most incredible feeling because I shut my laptop I climbed into bed with my daughter and I knew that it was all good it was all good because I'd built things beforehand that were paying me over and over and over again. And so that's really the, be- the beauty of passive income and why I so believe in creating these, especially as a mum, because sometimes our kids need us. Our kids need us a lot. A lot of the time our kids need us.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and this allows you to always have that security blanket and to know that whatever happens, a pandemic, whatever, you're still covered. And that is such a freeing feeling.
0: That's amazing. And I think of now passive income, um, I think in the, the old days, or I mean, it still exists, but people used to say mailbox money. And what did that mean? It was that you had rental properties and people would just come every month and put money in your mailbox. And so there's a, a lot of different ways you can get passive a- income. And I don't want to say the easiest way, but one of the most accessible ways is doing exactly Carly what you are doing. So, can you tell us a little bit more about girls building empires and what the mission is there?
1: Yeah. So, the mission, honestly, is like I truly believe with everything that I have that women, especially, are made for incredible things. I mean, the way that we like motherhood is honestly an Olympic sport in its own right. I think anyone that is a mother is like, hats off to you. You're incredible. And we have so many skills we have so much emotional intelligence we have so much that we can do and i think my mission as the ceo is to really help women individually see that you already have everything inside you to be everything you want to be and to create everything that you want to create and really i want to help draw that out of people so if anyone is in that position i hate i hate the the idea that anyone is in a situation right now and feels powerless to their circumstance and feels that they have no choices or no hope and I know that the way the economy is going at the moment you know it can be a really scary time and I want women especially to know that we have everything inside of us already to create choices and create the life that we want to Um, and that's kind of what Girls Winning Empires is all about it's about helping you first of all discover it within you giving you the inspiration and the motivation and the empowerment to be like, okay, I think I can do this. But then most importantly, giving you the actual tools to say, right, I know that you want this. Now this is your action plan. This is your roadmap to actually, you know, create the life that you want and create the business that you want. And the business is going to be different for so many different people, but really I'm just here to give the tools and help people do it.
0: I love that so much. So today, Carly is going to give us three really concrete takeaways on how to achieve exactly what we're talking about. So the first one is, why is it so important we prioritize our own health and career goals? So I think this
1: is a really interesting one because I definitely battled with this when I first had my son. I've always been mega ambitious. I've always been really career driven. And when I had my son, there was a moment, there was a bit of a like, oh hold on am I being selfish by still wanting to do what I wanted to do you know three months in I was back and you know building my business and and doing the do again and I definitely had those feelings of thinking is this selfish now that I'm that I'm doing this am I taking something away from him by focusing on my own goals and what I realize is that when I'm inspired when I'm empowered when I'm living to my fullest potential I am the best mum. Right. Like, I know I'm more patient. I'm more fun. I'm more energetic. I'm more, you know, there's there's more about me. And the most important thing is that I know that by doing that and by focusing on my potential, I'm able to show him and show my daughter as well that this is what we do. And the worst, I, I have this thought in my head that just like would break my heart if I ever said to my son or daughter you can be anything that you want to be you can do anything that you want to do you know go and do it don't live in fear go and do it and one of them turned around to me and said but you didn't you know you you didn't do that thing that you want to do there's more for you and you didn't that would break my heart if through my actions I taught them to not go for everything that they want in life and that in itself just like scares me so much. And so that's kind of the drive for going out there and, you know, kind of living to my full potential. But then from a health perspective as well, I got really ill uh, not too long ago, actually, because over time, you know, I've got two kids. My My daughter is one, my son is two. I'm running these businesses. It's a lot. Um, and gradually I had moved down in the priority list. My own health had moved down. I don't really know when it happened, but I found myself at like priority seven, um, and I wasn't eating properly. I wasn't sleeping uh, sleeping well. I wasn't. I just wasn't fueling my body. And I found myself. I got really ill, and I got like a stomach bug and then something else. And I realised actually that I had nothing in me to fight that off. I hadn't been living from a place of you know making sure that i had a strong immune system and i was i was fit to fight no matter what happened and i realized that by making myself priority 7 i had nothing to give anyone and when i was laying in bed and i was so ill i was i was thinking I'm not good to anyone right now. Like this is why I need to be priority number one because if I'm not at my optimum health and I'm, you know, energized and I'm I'm fueled to fight, I can't do anything for anyone. So I think we just have to make sure that we are number one. It's not selfish. We are teaching incredible lessons to our kids and those around us by putting ourselves first because I hope they will always put themselves first as well. But also we are preparing ourselves for whatever life throws at us. We have to have those reserves. We can't be living in like the red of the gas tank. We have to have those reserves to be able to fight. So that's why I think number, you know, you have to be number one priority.
0: Yeah. And, and I, I do feel the narrative on that is changing. Um, as women just realize, you know, if your cup is not full, you can't pour into anyone else's. Mm-hmm. So almost in the past, we had thought it was selfish. And now, at least from all the dialogue I'm hearing in social media, it's really saying take care of your health, focus on those things. So Carly, if someone were to ask you, okay, prioritize your own health, what does that mean to you?
1: So I definitely think as much as you can, I mean, my kids wake up really early and they only want me in the morning, but I try as much as I can to get up a little bit earlier and just take a little moment to myself to you know meditate if I can, or just do something. It doesn't always work out. But I think the most important thing is having a a personal focus, you know, having a personal passion and goal and something that you are working towards for you. I think the biggest thing that why people struggle and and I've definitely been in that place before as well, where like my mental health struggled and I'd really got in a rut and it's because I'd lost my own personal purpose and I was, I I was just mum or I was just the one who gets the dinner done, or I was just the one at home and I'd lost my purpose, why I wake up in the morning. So I yeah. think, yeah, having that purpose is so important and just treating yourself good with food. Like I love yeah. sugary cereal. I know I shouldn't. <laughs> in the UK, we have something called Cocoa Pops. Do you have Cocoa Pops? I think so, yeah oh, they're so good. I literally, I got into a rut of eating bowls of, of Cocoa Pops. Uh-huh. And then I just realized this is not good for my health at all. So, right. you know, making sure that you're eating well and looking after yourself and fueling yourself as you drink a smoothie, good girl.
0: <laughs> um,
1: uh, yeah, I think it's so important to do that.
0: So when I when I at first read this and you said, prioritize your own health, I at first think of like getting enough sleep, eating healthy, drinking your water, working out. But this is more than actually physical health. You're talking about mental health. And that's Mm -hmm. when, so do you feel like the focus is more on the actual mental health or physical health, or you have to have both?
1: I think you have to have both to be honest. And I think they both go hand in hand together. Like I know that if I work out and I start my day with a Peloton ride, I know that my mindset is so much better but I think you know especially motherhood can be such can take such a toll on your mindset you I don't I'm sure I'm not the only one here but I doubt myself mum got mum guilt creeps in I question myself and I think should I have done it like this how is this going to affect them in the future and you know the mental chatter as a mother is overwhelming sometimes and that's why I think it's so important to really intentionally work on your mindset and build yourself up and have that focus for yourself. And yeah, I think the mental side of it is the most important, to be honest, because I know that when my mindset's in a good place, I also look after my body better as well.
0: Right, right. It all kind of fuels together. Like you're not going to be working out and then maybe eating Cocoa Puffs, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll slip a cheeky bowl in there, but you know.
0: (laughs) Well, and I, I think for anyone who's listening that exclusively stays home full time, there's a tough break where if you work nine to five, let's say at five o'clock, you are done and you make the transition through your day is over and now your mom day starts. But there's been times where I've stayed home and it just, it feels like every day is this marathon and it's like, mm-hmm. when will it end? And there's that, that quote that the days are long, but the years are short. And it, it is so true. You said, Carly, your babies are one and two. My kids are four seven, eight, and just turned 10. And it oh, has wow. gone by in a blink of an eye. I cannot mm-hmm. believe I have a 10 year old. Um. So just, I think reminding ourselves of how quickly it passes. And while every moment might feel overwhelming or days or weeks might feel overwhelming, like it's time that we'll never get back. So mm-hmm. if we can have that attitude of gratitude for me, that's how I kind of get through the tough days. Yeah. hundred percent. So bring us into your next takeaway, how to create balance that helps you thrive as a mom and a business owner.
1: Yeah. So this definitely, I learned, it took me a while to learn this for sure. Because when I first had my son, I was trying to build my business in the same way that I was before, that was all encompassing 24 seven hustle mode, blah, blah, blah. And I really shifted the whole way that I work now. Um, and I really understand and I value the time with the kids because now that I've had my daughter, mm-hmm. I think, oh my goodness, this is going so quick, exactly like you said. And it, it yeah. really freaks me out. And so I really want to, you know, cherish all the times as much as I can. I think the the, the best way of creating balance, the most important thing is having boundaries yeah. with yourself and with other people. And I'm really strict now about what I say yes to. I've had to, I'm a recovering people pleaser. And uh, I would say yes to everything normally if anyone asked me to do something. But now if it's not my family or my like close friends or my business, then I say no to it. Um, Which again, I used to think was selfish, but now I realize that it's not. But the way I find the best way of getting, of creating balance. So say for example, if I am, I used to, try and rush my kids to bed this was a mistake that I made I used to try and rush my kids to bed because I had a call booked in at seven o'clock or something at night and I was like come on come on and I'd get stressed and the whole like period of time of trying to get them to sleep was so stressful and I was the worst version of myself at that time because I was doing it on my schedule not theirs and so I shifted things then and then if my partner is now not home um, I don't book a call In the evening, because then I know that whatever happens, we can still have a nice time. I can still lay in bed and I can still read four different stories to my kids, and it's fine. I'm not going to be stressed about getting on a call. So I made those shifts of knowing that if it's me and my kids and that, and you know, my partner's not home, then I, I, you know, I focus on the kids. But also, like you said, just trying to compartmentalize it. So my kids go to the Childminder three half days a week. When they are back, I try as much as I can to put my phone in the kitchen, I'll put my phone away from me, and then that time is with the kids. And then I get them down as soon as they go to bed, then I normally do an hour or two of work after that. The mistake that I made at the beginning was trying to do two at once. So I made the mistake of thinking, well, I'll just, you know, something's on the, te- on the telly at the moment, they're quiet, I'm going to try and do a little bit of work. And that's when it goes wrong because you're not doing your work well, you're not being a mum very well. um, And that's actually where I found it most stressful. So as much as I can now, I try and split it. And I don't know, I think lots of people are always striving for this balance and saying, I have to have the perfect balance, especially if there's any other um, business owners or working mums listening to this. I know that the goal always seems to be to find balance. And where we go wrong is that we think balance is an equal amount of each thing so we say well i've done all of this time with the kids so i have to do all of that time with the work with work or vice versa and actually i don't believe that there is there should be an equal balance of everything because our seasons of life are different we have seasons in our life where you might be launching a new product or you might have a big thing in your business going on and for that period of time your business takes priority, but you still make sure that the time you have with your kids and your family is quality, quality time. But then there's another time during the summer holidays where maybe work is a little bit quieter and it's it's family time then. And so the balance, the pendulum is going to swing a lot differently in that time. And I think how I think of balance now is that all aspects of what is important to me are in my, they're in my my week. You know, there is something of all things. There's a bit of friends, there is my family, there's work, there's health and fitness, but it doesn't all have to be equal. And that's really helped me find that calm place with what I'm doing.
0: Yeah. I actually heard another podcaster that's in this space. She talked about how she has a calendar and she highlights everything. Mm -hmm. So the time is yellow. The family time is green. The work time is purple, you know, whichever, whichever that is. And there's certain, you know, if yellow is the family and kids time, like, unless there is 60% of her calendar is yellow every week, like that's not a successful week. And then she can actually look back and see, okay, you know, every Monday I'm working 15 hours. Well, I need to add some family time in on that day and just, you know, kind of move things around. Do you have a specific strategy or takeaway for listeners like that?
1: Mine is actually exactly the same. Yeah, so my, and my family time is yellow. So yeah, I have my, um my calendar on google calendar is my family time my work time my friends time um and then my two different uh businesses that i do so they're all kind of split like that and again it's just so easy you can look at your week and if it's all green which is your work time it's so clear to say hold on you know the balance is off a little bit here and like i said there are going to be seasons in your life where it is off but i think as long as all the colors are in there in some proportion um then that's the most important thing, I think. Yeah,
0: I love that, and I definitely don't do that, and I don't <laughs> too much. And for me, I've always had the idea of, you know, I want to build this. I'm the founder of Dreamland Baby, and I I want to build this big company, and you know, reach tons of people. And I believe so much in our mission, but sometimes I definitely think that it's at the expense of right, mm-hmm. and that's of my friends of time with my husband, family time, kids time. And I think sometimes of that quote, it says, um, oh, I'm going to say it wrong, but you work in a way others won't have a life others can't. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's always like, oh, at the end of all this, whenever we sell the business, but that could be one year, two years, five years, 10 years. So I've really had this revelation lately that I have to, I have to find a better balance and Mm -hmm. really live for the moment. Um, Actually a really close friend of mine, her husband was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer and just thinking their life was totally normal. Right. And now what it has shifted to in a blink of an eye, it's like this, you know, don't have this future one year, five year, 10 year plan of happiness or of rest or of time with your family, like that day might never come. That's, mm-hmm. that's, you know, it's just one thing that's kind of been on my mind, but if I think I'm, it, I- I'm actually
1: the same. I'd love to um say something about that. Cause that's been a major shift for me. I heard a, um, I read a book and, uh, he was talking about, workaholics and I can actually relate to being a workaholic it's you know that kind of like just need to always be achieving wow. I'm a definite overachiever and um, I've always been like this and I've always wanted to achieve more and then you reach a goal mm-hmm. and then you instantly uh, want that next goal it's kind of like it's like drugs in a way you know you get that hit and then you're like I want the next one I want the next one you never actually recognize what you've done and he said that More than eighty percent of people of overachievers that would describe themselves as overachievers or workaholics, when they get to the end of their life, they are the least happy. They are hugely more, hugely more, they are more unhappy than the people that have achieved nothing. And when I heard that, it really, like, it really hit me in the gut because I thought what is the point in all of this if I get to the end of my life and I'm not even happy? Like what's the point in all the money in the bank and all the, you know, the accolades and the title and everyone else thinking, wow, look at Carly, look what she's achieved. If I'm not even happy, what a failure. You know, that is, that's a failure. And so that was a huge shift for me to think that, now i kind of in my head i created like a happiness compass to make my decisions and i i realized that a lot of my decisions were based on external factors or you know or this will make me look good or this will impress people or maybe this will make this person proud of me and and things like that and so now my happiness compass is whatever decision I make I think does this lead me closer to my happiness and for example like taking on you know being CEO of Girls Building Empires if that if that meant that I needed to travel all the time and be away from my family and really high stress and all of that that's way off on the happiness compass it's the same it's the same you know title and accolade and things like that but yeah. what the that job looks like or what that business looks like is very, very different. And it will lead to a very different part of my life. So when I was going into it, I asked myself, does this allow me more time with my kids? Does this allow me a more enriched life with my kids today? You know, like today, while mm-hmm. building this, can I live my life in my happiest way? And the answer was yes, which is why I decided to go for it. But normally, I would have just thought, that will make me successful or that will make me appear successful. I'm going to go for it. And I think that you're completely right. It has to be now. You have to enjoy the journey because I've wasted a lot of years, you know, just desperately trying to achieve stuff and being miserable in the process of it, which is completely pointless.
0: Yeah. And that's gosh, there's a lot to unpack there. So if 80% of people describe themselves as, as overachievers, how do you change that mindset? Today's episode was brought to you by Dreamland Baby. I want to introduce you to a product that hundreds of thousands of parents use to help their baby sleep, the Dreamland Baby Weighted Sleep Sack. Hi, I'm Tara Williams, host of the Mom Manual and founder of Dreamland Baby. When my son Luke was six months old, he was still waking up every hour and a half. I was completely exhausted, frustrated, and at my wits end. Sound familiar? My solution to create a gently weighted sleep sack that babies can safely wear to help them feel calm, fall asleep faster, and stay asleep longer. The award-winning doctor-approved Dream Weighted Sleep Sack and Swaddle features our proprietary Cover Calm technology, evenly distributed weight from your baby's shoulders to toes to help naturally reduce stress and allow your little one to feel relaxed and sleep soundly. If you're struggling to get your baby to sleep for longer stretches and go down easier, you're not alone. This product was a game changer for my son and can be for your family too. And right now, we've got a special discount exclusive to Mom Manual listeners. Use code MOMMANUAL15 at checkout to get 15% off site wide. Isn't it time for you to invest in rest? I think it's just
1: really knowing what your First of all, knowing what you're trying to achieve and why you're trying to achieve it. You know, if you're like I said, if you're trying to achieve it because you think it will impress others, then that has to change. You know, you have to figure out really what is gonna make you proud of yourself and what makes you feel like the best version of yourself. Yeah. But also just recognizing when you do achieve things, you know, when I said it at the beginning, I feel like I've lived three lives I I, in my dance career I lived a career that I I understand now most people have would dream of mm-hmm. and it was their ultimate goal and when I was in it I didn't appreciate any of it and all I wanted was to be the lead role in a West End show or to be in a film and I didn't appreciate any of it and it's only when I look back at it now that I think wow that was Amazing. You know, I'm so proud that I did that. And I think that's been such a lesson that whenever you achieve something, take the time to celebrate it properly. And I have a a Facebook community of other female entrepreneurs. And every week I say, what's your win of the week today? And most importantly, how are you going to celebrate it? Because we do achieve stuff all the time. And if you don't celebrate it, you you feel like you're achieving nothing. If you only achieve, celebrate those massive goals when you get a promotion or, you, you know, these big things, 98% of your days, you feel like you're not achieving anything. But we are on a daily basis, to be honest, even if you can get your kids to bed <laughs> at a reasonable hour, that is something to celebrate. So yeah. Um, yeah, I think celebrating the wins is a
0: great way of doing it. I love that. So recognizing and celebrating your achievements and then really defining your version of happiness and this happiness or success. And this is such an interesting topic for me because one of my closest friends, her version of fulfillment, happiness, success is being a full-time stay-at-home mom. It's supporting her husband. It is having a hot meal on the stove for him every night It's putting her kids to bed and doing a bath with them. It's reading a book to them. And some people listening might think that's old fashioned, um, but that's her version of success. And she's living that and she's completely fulfilled. And we are so opposite because my version of success is having a hundred million dollar business and being able to support, you know, 20 or 30 employees and helping them develop and grow into their best self and really pouring into them. Like, it's just a very what our versions of success are so different but I think just having that having conversations with her is so eye-opening to me because it's just really realizing other people's perspectives mm-hmm. and I say this if you have someone in your life who you just cannot understand why they're doing what they're doing but they're asking you to support them and you know that they're gen- genuinely happy in that, you know, what they're striving for. It's just like, let's support each other. Let's build each other up. Let's understand that as women. And I'm sure this is a big part of girls building empires. Like maybe somebody's empire is to be able to have a hundred dollars a month to go shop at target, right? Everyone has a different version of an empire. Last point. This is the one I'm most excited about how to create multiple passive income streams to have and do it all. Tell us all the things.
1: Ah, this is the one I'm most excited about as well, honestly, because it does make me so giddy. And when I was saying before about when I think of, you know, a woman sitting there and feeling hopeless and feeling like, you know, how can I contribute or what can I give? This is what excites me so much, because we may be in, you know, a terrible <laughs> climate, you know, economy right now. However, we've never had opportunities like we do today. Mm-hmm. It excites me so much that anyone with a phone or a laptop or, you know, a little bit of Wi-Fi can honestly create a genuine passive income stream. So there's loads of different ways of doing this. You could partner with a, a brand and be an affiliate of that of that brand. That's a great way of doing it. So many people do this now. If you use a product yourself, you can partner with them and you know become affiliate of them and, and promote them to your friends and family you could um you could create a membership you could do drop shipping you could self-publish an ebook on amazon you know or a planner or a, a mum checklist or you know there is so much stuff that you can do but one of the ways that excites me so much because of the growth of the industry is the online education industry so creating online courses and when I say that I know so many people say I couldn't create an online course I'm not an expert in anything or why would anyone buy what I've got why wouldn't they just YouTube it or Google it but the truth is the online education industry is massive not only because obviously the great resignation and people are quitting their jobs and wanting the whole new career change and thinking right I want to do something different and they're not going to night school or they're not going to open university they're going to these online courses they're finding someone online that they like and trust they're going to these online courses and saying wow maybe I could become a virtual assistant okay I'm going to figure out how to be a virtual assistant, and then I'm going to do that. Or they're saying, maybe I could do wedding cakes. I'm going to do a course and learn how to create wedding cakes. I'm going to do that. There are literally courses on absolutely everything. So not only is the industry thriving because of that, but also because of people like myself that have sat there and thought, there are skills that I have that come really easily to me that don't come easily to someone else. And what I love is that you can literally sell what you already know. Right. And when, you know, people will say, what, 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 what have I got in me that I could sell? What could I do? There's three areas. You've got your experiences. So, you know, things that you've been through that could help someone else. I've got a very close friend of mine who, tragically lost her baby at 38 weeks and obviously that whole it's you know just heartbreaking to think of that but she through the things that she taught herself through her mindset and practices and how she was able to come through that process she is In a phenomenal place, absolutely thriving because of these things that she put in place in that time. She can take someone else through that process. You know, that is the perfect opportunity to take that painful situation turn into something good and help someone else with it that needs it most. So there's experiences that we've been through. Maybe you traveled with four kids to Disney World and you're like, that was a stressful situation. Honestly, I would buy a course if someone could teach me how to do that in a less stressful situation. (laughs) So there's experiences. There's also skills and, um, you know, expertise, maybe in your day job or before you had kids, you were great at, like data analysis, or you were great at, um, you know, budgeting and learning all of that. And maybe you could create a course that teaches people who are planning a wedding how to budget for their wedding. You know, there's a course in there. There is so much stuff that I always use this as an example, but there is a woman on TikTok that has made a, a, built a multi-multi-billion dollar business teaching people about Excel spreadsheets like that's it it's so niche she's really good at it and she teaches other people how to do it for some people listening to this you might be amazing at excel spreadsheets and you're thinking well this of course everyone knows how to do this it comes so naturally but there are other people like myself that are terrible at that kind of thing and I would really love to learn how to do it in a really simple way so there's another opportunity there Um, and then you've also got passions things that you're just passionate about, things that you love. It might be so random and so niche, but I guarantee there are other people that want to learn more about that topic as well. So online courses excites me so much. Just listen to this stat. I heard this yesterday. I'm probably talking really quick, by the way. Anyone not used to my accent, it's probably like, what did you say? <laughs> no, I can understand you. do think about tea and <laughs> Um, So I heard a stat yesterday that the online education industry 5 years ago generated a million dollars a day mm. today it generates a billion dollars a day and by wow. 2028 it is a trillion dollar a year industry yeah so when we're looking at this time now if anyone is listening to this and thinking i would love to have something for myself you know i would love to use what i've got i know so many women that had amazing careers and then they had their kids and they're struggling to find their way back in and thinking how do I get back in the workplace or how do I do something myself when childcare costs are so expensive? This is an amazing way of doing it, of still having that, you know, that drive and that purpose for yourself, but working it around your kids so you can still be there at every bedtime. You can still, you know, take your kids to school. Um, But yeah, when, if you, if anyone is thinking that now and thinking I would love to do something, then creating an online course based on what you already know is 100% the most amazing way of doing it because the industry is booming. People, like I said, are actively looking to learn new skills and change their career paths. Um, and also people want an outlet. People are, you know, wanting community and to learn and to do something like that. So yeah, I could go on about it forever, but I won't.
0: (laughs) I love it. And I can hear the passion in your voice for that. So what I heard is that we are really at the beginning of online courses and community. And even though five years ago, it was a million dollars a day, and now it's a billion dollars a day, you're thinking, because I thought this too, like, oh, I, I missed the boat, you know, five years ago, nobody was doing it. There was more opportunity. There was more space. And now it's, it's like influencer marketing. It's so saturated. You know, maybe I'll get on and be able to get a, a sponsored product from somebody, but I'm not going to be able to become one of the influencers that have been around for five or 10 years and are making millions now you know what would you say for that are we at the beginning middle end where do you think oh we are so at the
1: beginning honestly we are so at the beginning and this time that we're in right now I really think that you've got two people you've got the person that is saying how can I cut back like how can I make this money that we have right now last with the cost of living going up Mm -hmm. But then that's never gonna stop because the cost of living is gonna keep going up and you're gonna to have to keep cutting back. Or you've got the other person that is looking at this and saying, how can I create more? And you know, there's a huge amount of people that are asking themselves that question. And this is why this industry is booming. And I honestly believe that in this time that we're in right now, people will come out the other side of it in a dramatically different position. There will be multimillionaires that come out of this recession all because they've asked that question, how can I create more? How can I do something? And the reason why online courses and all of this is the best way of doing it is that it takes almost nothing financially to do it. Yeah. Like the, it's, it's your skills is what you already have in you. That is the value. That's what you're investing into it. So it takes like barely any financial investment it also takes no experience you don't have to be a coach there are online courses that you can do that are all written as well it doesn't have to be you know on video and coaching and and doing things like that and I just want people to know that your your knowledge is not common knowledge and you just need to be one step ahead of the thing that you're the person that you're teaching so I have a course where I teach people how to create a podcast I've done a podcast. So I can teach someone else how to do a podcast. I am by no means the guru of all things podcast. I don't know everything about podcasts, but I do know how to teach someone to set it up. Um, And that's how you want to think of your own ideas as
0: well. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And then what about, you know, you put all this time into this course and you build it. And then what? If you build it, they will come or how how does then how do people hear about it? So I think the best way of doing it, and this is what
1: I teach all of my students, is about creating a community. So you're creating a, an amazing community here of people. It's, it's nothing to do with your product as such, but you know, you're creating a community of like-minded people. And the best thing about creating an online course is that yes, you have that product that you can sell and make an income from, but it also means that because of that, you create a community of people exactly like you and you literally find your tribe. So I have a Facebook group, that I have all these people in and I know that they're my ideal people. If I could choose people to be stuck in a room with, I would choose all of those people. Um, And so I think starting to create a community is the best way of doing it. I do always teach, you know, audience building strategies and things like that, but it's not really a case of just creating it and then spamming all your friends and putting it out there. There is like an actual system for, you know, creating an audience of your ideal clients. But I think the community aspect is the biggest piece of it reading really, mm. and really creating something where people feel at home and then your product or your course is just the thing that brings it all together.
0: And is that when you're talking about creating community, is that via Facebook, Instagram, like what, what does that exactly mean? Yeah. So I do mine on Facebook. I actually used to hate Facebook,
1: but for communities, I think it's absolutely amazing. So I always create mine on, um, I teach people to create it on Facebook, but you can do it anywhere. Instagram doesn't have exactly the same kind of community vibe as facebook does but you can also do telegram telegram is a great way of doing it some of my students even just do it in a whatsapp group you know it starts off smaller and starts off like that obviously if it gets bigger then you want to go bigger um but then there's you know email lists and things like that as well that you can you can build there's loads of ways of doing it and i think what i love to help people do is do it in a way that suits them you know like i don't i don't want to teach someone to be on instagram doing all these stories chatting to the camera if that literally scares the life out of them like I'm not going to get them to do that I want to do it in a way that suits their personality suits their lifestyle suits them and feels good and feel and you know helps them feel excited about showing up but I think that when you build a community that's the basis of anything you know whether you decide that you want to do an online course whether you decide that you want to sell something on Etsy whether it's a digital planner that you want to sell the community really is going to be an amazing foundation for all of that. So even if anyone is listening and thinking, I don't think I'm quite ready for the course yet, but I know that I want to do something, then start thinking about people that you would love to be trapped in a room with like your tribe and start building that group of people together and just connect and chat and share and give
0: value. Um, And then that's the first step. Yeah, no, I think that makes total sense. And, and as you're talking about it, I'm thinking through, what do I know? What do I have experience with? And I, I understand what you're saying, where it's you, you have these life experiences or you live in a community or you live a certain way, or you came from a family with, you know, two or three kids or four kids. And you're like, we all know the same thing, but everyone has a different experience. I remember hearing about one where it was a mom and her childhood eczema and that mm-hmm. course became a multimillion dollar course. And she was thinking, well, I just thought every mom whose daughter had eczema knew these same mm-hmm. things, And so in the world, there's so many different people and there's so many people who are in these micro groups. And if you, you are the leader of something. Um, so I, I love that. And I want to take your course now. So like, what can I have for <laughs> passive income? Because as much as I have a business, I do think that I trade my time for money and every day I'm working 12 hours and you know, I just recently, probably within the last year, stopped working on the weekends. So that was a big win for me and my family. But I thought, oh my gosh, how for two, three years did I work seven days a week? That is just crazy. Um, and sometimes as my business is growing and I'm hiring more people, I feel like I'm actually working more instead of less. So I loved this episode. I could talk to you forever about all of this, and it has given me so much to think about. Um, I hope that everyone who is listening today has some kind of small, different perspective after hearing you, Carly, because you are amazing. Let's jump into our fire round. So, this is just a few fun questions for everyone to get to know you. Um, No pressure. So, what are you currently binging on TV? I am currently binging.
1: I've got one thing that I always come back to. I always come back to selling sunset. I know it's absolute trash, but in my head, I'm like, oh, it's like vision for the future. Actually, no, do you know what I do love as well? I love working mums and there's a British version of it called um, Motherland. Okay. That was what I was watching when I was like up feeding my daughter- you yep. know, it was like three in the morning, and I was binging that. I need to just tell you this though. Before I came on this podcast, I just watched um the Pursuit of Happiness. You know, the Will Smith oh, yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched that since becoming a mum. I watched That's it years awesome. ago. Yeah, it is so different watching it as a mum now. Like me and my partner were just sat there. I was like, "Are you crying?" It yeah. just pulled on my heart so much, you know, and just thinking if I was in that situation. And so, yeah
0: what would you do for your kids? And I love that because my husband is actually traveling for work tonight and I am going to watch that. <gasps> I'm um, going to watch it. It's so good. All right. What is the most recent book you've read?
1: The most recent book I've read is, um, it's that book actually that I said gave me that shift about happiness. It's called Strength to Strength. It's by, um, David Brooks. Is that his name? I think it's David. Um, but he talks about, yeah, just that kind of, you know, getting to the end of your life and feeling happy and how you can get to that place where you feel fully fulfilled. And the answer to that, by the way, is to, um, serve and give and Mm -hmm. take what the knowledge that you already have and what you've learned over your lifetime and give that to others. That's how you feel
0: that feeling of fulfillment. I love that. Um, what's your go-to productivity app?
1: Oh, it's Asana at the moment. Do you use Asana? We do use Asana, yeah. Yeah, I love Asana. It's so good. If I'm out on the go, I have an idea. I brain dump it in there. I can move it around into all the different boards. It's all color-coded.
0: (laughs) Assign it to everybody else. I know, I know. It's good. I like it. Uh, Okay, last one. What is your go-to de-stressor? My
1: go-to de-stressor is probably meditation. If my my mind is quick, my mind does not stop. Um, Yeah, I get a lot of stuff going, like, you know, a lot of ideas and I get very stimulated at like midnight. Um, So meditation is probably my best way of calming that down. But whenever I, um, my way of like bringing me down, like like grounding when I celebrate a win um, is I have a hot tub and I always go in the hot tub. It's like my anchor for knowing that I'm celebrating we're resetting and then we go
0: again. Got it. I love that. Um, Okay. Carly, thank you so much. Where can everyone find you if they are looking for all this good knowledge? Ah,
1: yeah. Well, you can find me on my uh, Instagram. So my personal Instagram is at Carly Myers life. My, you can also find me at girls building empires. Um, I also have a podcast called made for more, which is about mindset and marketing and You know, entrepreneurship and all of that. And if you are listening to this and thinking, I would love. To build an online course or I want to start something, um, then there's two places where you can be a part of that. One is actually joining my course. It's an 11-week group coaching program um, starting in September and I'm going to be teaching you exactly how to figure out what is already in your head, turn it into an online course and sell it and create a passive income stream. Um, Or I also have my sisterhood launching, which is part of Girls Building Empires, which is if you just want to start a business and you have no idea where to start, then it's actually a membership where I take you from startup to six figures through that membership. So it's two different ways there.
0: I love that. Thank you. And we will put this in the show notes. Thank you so much, Carly. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Bye.